This is Unexpected with Hannah Love. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. Well, hello, everyone. I've got a special treat for you today. Here in the studio, I've got one of my dear, sweet friends, Shaylee Mills. Shaylee, thank you for coming on today. Absolutely. I'm very excited. I'm excited, too. Who knows what we're going to get into? You know, I fly by the seat of my pants. So. Hey, I'm right there with you. Okay. This is why we're <laughs> friends. So let me just tell everyone who you are today. Shaylee Mills. She is beautiful. I will say that. She is a woman who wears a lot of hats. She's an entrepreneur, a lifestyle travel blogger, a trailblazer in the consumer marketing space. And I would consider her an encourager to many, many, many people. And by many, I do mean over half a million people. So it is my pleasure to have you today. Oh my gosh, that's the best intro I've ever heard. Wow. My goodness. Well, it's just true. You know, it's (laughs) true. I love you. Thank you. One of the reasons that I wanted to have you on today is because, as you know, my podcast is unexpected, and I love, love, love how God uses unexpected people and unexpected circumstances to work in lives and to to shine a light for Him ultimately. And I think, you know, oftentimes I use Bible stories to tie in relative things today because people in the Bible are the same as us. It's just a different time frame. But I wanted to also include stories of people today spoken in their own, you know, words about those unexpected places and what God has done in them. So I'm going to go ahead and let you tell your story first, but I will preface it with you have been very open about anxiety and how you deal with that and how you go to God for that. And I think that in a space where you have so many eyes on you, it is really something that I applaud when people are vulnerable enough to share their dependency on God. Oh my so. gosh. Well, yeah, I know that we've talked about it through our friendship too for, gosh, how many years now? I know. Like, a while. It's since, grown and grown. Yeah, since I've moved here. Um, well, first of all, I'm very proud of you for this. I remember whenever you and I went to lunch, what, a couple months ago, and you're like, I have an idea for a podcast. And I was like, oh my yes. gosh. And now here we are. It's here so we crazy. Are. So I'm very proud of you. Oh, so. thank you. Thank um, you. But it has just been crazy to see how God does work from the unexpected, like you said. And even with those stories from the Bible, how, yes, it might be a different time now, but they're the same lessons, the same type of stories. God still works and people still feel lonely and overjoyed and all these different things. So it still is those stories, just a different time and just different, different way different to time. share them now. So it I'm very is. excited to be here and just share my story too. Well, let's start by telling everyone what year you moved here and what your plan was and if your plan went the way you thought it was going to go. So I actually, we just found this out in three or four days is my seven year anniversary of wow. moving to Nashville. So crazy. I cannot believe it's been seven years, first of all. That's nuts. Um, but it actually all happened by accident. There was no plan. Mm-hmm. It was, I've always been a Christian. I've always depended on God. But there was one night I was, I think, 17 years old. I was in my hometown of Carville, Illinois. Shout out, go Lions. <laughs> um, but I was just there and it was March of my senior year. And I was like, all my friends have college plans and life plans. and They know what they're doing. They know what they want. And I have no idea. Sounds so like did, me. <laughs> yeah, I was just so, I mean, not lost, but I was just kind of flying by the seat of my pants, like, right. I, like we said. And I was just praying and I just grabbed a notebook and started writing down places. I was like, Florida, it'd be so fun to go or fit in where Lauren Conrad went like for fashion merchandising and all that type of stuff. So I started writing down all these places and out of nowhere, I wrote down Nashville and I'd never been here. I didn't know anyone from here. I had no idea what was in store here. It was kind of before Instagram was really blowing up for 
right. people to see what was out there in the mm-hmm. world. And I wrote it down and it was almost, I say now it's almost like a shopping list. And I just wrote it down and stopped right there. And I was like, that's it. And I got this just overwhelming feeling and I prayed about it. And the next morning I woke up real early and I went up to my mom and I said, I'm moving to Nashville. <laughs> and she was like, you've never been, you don't know anyone. What are you talking about? You don't know anything about it. And you're 17. So I turned 18, I think like a week later and my spring break trip, my senior year spring break, I came to Nashville and just started applying all these places. Like I went to golf courses to apply. I went to restaurants to apply little boutiques, just anywhere that would take me. And I found a college out in Gallatin and I just signed up and things just started falling into place. And I really think it was God showing me hey, I put this idea in your head. I'm planting a seed. Let it grow. Like we're going to put you where you need to be. We're going to introduce you to people. And I knew one person from my childhood, and it was my youth pastor from years and years ago in my hometown. So I got plugged into a church. And, you know, even though I moved churches and stuff, it just everything started falling into place. I got three jobs. I started going to school. I met the right people. And then people from my hometown were saying, what are you doing in Nashville? And it was just so, I was on TV shows one day and then I was doing a music video the next and then I was working at a boutique, then I was in school. I mean, it was just craziness. So eventually I was like, I'm, I don't know how to explain what I'm doing. I'm just going to write it all down yeah. and share it with my hometown people on a website. Knew nothing about blogging, knew nothing about Instagram influencer stuff or anything. And it just kind of grew. I think I got in right at a good time mm-hmm. and it just grew and developed and here we are. And it really showed that God was faithful in not just me trusting in him, but me having no idea. It wasn't even like, oh God, I want to move to Nashville and please let me do this and, you know, do whatever. I was just taking steps as he laid them before me. And whenever I end a prayer every night, I end it with, Lord, lay your path before me and I'll follow it. And I just continue that Mm -hmm. on. I started at 17. Well, I guess before that, but I really took that first big step and here we are. I love it. Seven years it. later. And you said he planted the seed, but you know, the thing with seeds is you were obedient in in following it. And I, ca- I like to call it the, the breadcrumbs of the Holy Spirit. Like I God can that. God can tell you to do something and you he gives us free will. So we have the choice to say yes or no. And um, that's pretty brave and honestly courageous. I can't imagine myself at 17 saying, Mom, I'm moving to Nashville. Yeah, really. I don't know anyone. But. And that shows my mom too. She, she got in the car with me and we drove here and we just... Wow. Went on. So it was my parents. You know, I have a great family and everything, too. And they were all super supportive. They all stood in the driveway as I left June 4th of 2015. And I love it. They still are cheering so me much. on. They still stand in the driveway every time I leave home. So oh, that is precious. Yes, and I love I, it. And I do want to point out, too, I think a lot of our listeners probably have been there in the same boat of what am I doing? I mean, I had that season either after high school or after college. Like you're like, what am I doing? Absolutely. And I think there's this really common misconception of I have to have it all figured out. I remember going to college and I didn't even declare my first year because I'm like, let me just see like what courses interest me. Like, I don't know. And my freshman roommate like had her whole life planned out. She was like going to be a doctor and like going to go to these programs. And I was, she was busy. (laughs) She was busy. And it kind of stressed me because I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but... And it can um, be so overwhelming whenever you look at someone like that and think they have their plan, they have this, they have mm -hmm. that figured out. And then you're like, well, what do I do? And it's just crazy to think like, what does God have in store for me? What am I doing this for? Am I doing that? And I still, I know we all still deal with that. We always want to make sure we're 
doing things and reaching goals that we want, but we also want to be sure we're following what God has planned. So that's right. But you could plan all those things out and still and still not, not even have yeah. to get there. I mean, I'll tell you what, I did not plan on uh, being married to a country music artist and living in Nashville. Hey, he's got a great name so, too, huh? Yeah. Shane, Shay. Yeah. I oh, remember, first, I remember yes, the yes, first yes. time I met Shay on, I think it was after that concert they threw here, that last minute one. Yes. And he was like, I like your name. I'll remember that. That's he's right. so fun. I like the Shays in my life. Yeah, you there know? we go. I like them too. They bring a lot of fun. <laughs> Let's see. Something else that I did want to talk to you about was just, I mean, you do, you have over half a million followers. That That is a lot of pressure. And what was the timeline of kind of that ultimate jump from like, oh, you know, Instagram was a, a thing and influencing kind of became a thing. And all of a sudden your following just took off. What was that transition like for you? Because again, you didn't plan for it. Right. But I do want to say on your behalf, you busted your butt. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say butt on here. You busted. <laughs> <Booty>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you busted butt and it's not like it just fell into your lap, you know, oh, like yeah, God, sure. God gave you the opportunities and God planted the seeds and you said yes and you followed. And again, one of my favorite things about you is that throughout your journey, you've consistently said, hey, I need to take a break. I'm resetting. This is me and my Bible. And you do point all of these women to where you get your rest and where you get your hope, and that is in God and in the Word. So what was that transition like when you started having this following of people that just took off? So like I said, Instagram wasn't really like a big thing, I guess, Mm -hmm. five years ago. I started the blog six years ago, and when I did, I just started to share with my friends back home what I was doing, where I was going. And then back then, Instagram didn't really have like an algorithm. It was just kind of people like your stuff. And there was the Explorer page and it was much easier to get on there. And I would post, you know, just a random normal. It wasn't curated. It wasn't edited. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just me. And it was my life and what I was doing and what I wanted to share. And I think whenever you were just being yourself back on Instagram in the day, people liked that. They wanted to see it. And it slowly grew into like, oh, now we can do ads and we can do sponsored posts. And now Instagram's changed. So overnight, you used to be able to gain thousands of followers on the Explore page. And then that would just grow. It was like this snowball effect. And now it has kind of become, you know, Instagram's figured that out Mm -hmm. and this and that and that kind of thing. So the followers grew really quickly, but then it kind of changes. Mm -hmm. But what's funny is it's not just the number that grows. It's also the audience type. And it's the type of people that follow you and what they want to see in their eyes on you, which Mm -hmm. can be so awesome. You can share, you know, all your favorite stuff and still be you, which I've really, really tried to do. And I know a lot of people have come to me and said, you know, I followed you for five, six years. You're the same. You've Mm -hmm. done the same thing. You're still you, which is the biggest compliment for right. me. But what's kind of odd with that is you do have those eyes on you. So while you're gaining that snowball effect of all those followers and people watching you and wanting to see what you're doing, they're also ready to see what you're doing wrong. Right. And my dad always said, whoever's up on the highest pedestal is the quickest to fall. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be saying, look at me, look at me, and then not be ready for the repercussions of that. Right. So it's definitely changed a lot. And you know, the world has changed a lot too with what people are ready for you to say. Cancel culture. Yeah. Cancel culture is real. And I mean, I don't go on like those, what's like a forum type mm-hmm. page. I've had people send them to me. I've had friends send them to me about things. And I'm like, I don't log on. I don't have an account. I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that will completely 
kill your confidence in what you're doing. Yeah. So I remember one time there was another girl who is actually one of my girlfriends and she got we got mistaken for each other and she had done something not that great and I was getting all this backlash. I'm like, what is happening? And come to find out it wasn't even me. And I was trying to, people were trying to cancel me for stuff I never even did. And so wow. it's just, even if you're doing everything right, the devil's going to try and sneak in some way, some form and try and get you. And I think people are so ready to jump on, hey, this is going on. What do you have to say? And I don't have all the right words. I never claim to. I can say, hey, I'm going to pray about this. I'm going to learn about this and educate myself. And I'm not going to have the same opinion, which is, right. you know, not that liked nowadays. Yeah. But the people that love you are ready to see you succeed. That's but right. the people that are ready for it and ready for you to mess up, mm-hmm. they're watching everything. So it's definitely come with a lot of those challenges mm-hmm. of there are days where I want to kind of step back and be like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Right. And all I can do is love people like Jesus and try to help other people do that. And whether that's through worldly things going on or things in my life that I have to step back and kind of gain perspective on for that. That's all you can do at the end of the day. Right. You can have different opinions than everyone, but if you can at least understand their side and try to love them through the difference of opinion, that's all I can do. That's right. At the end of the day, that's it. That's right. Okay. So would you say that some of that attention is what has contributed to the anxiety that I know that you've talked about very openly and through the years? Absolutely. I think just that constant pressure of, okay, I haven't been on today. What do I need to share? Mm-hmm. Or I said this and people aren't liking that. And just like that wanting to please, which you're not going to, you're never going to sure. please everyone. You can make half a million people happy and then two people could be mad and send and me, you're gonna me, me messages. About it. Yeah. And then Next thing you know, I have DMs that are like, you know, and I'm very thankful, luckily, that I don't get as many DMs. I know some people that get like hundreds a day. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I cannot do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how y'all do it. Just going through those DMs and thinking either like, OK, I don't know this person. I know like we talked about earlier. I don't know this person. Does this opinion matter? Or if it is a difference of opinion and something happening, there's times I'll have banter with people and like understand there's not bad banter, just like communication (laughs) and conversation about something. And I've learned a lot about other people's side of things. And I think that is part of whenever people are like, educate this or learn about that, that comes through communication with other people. And yes, it does really cause some anxiety, I guess, but it can also help me learn. But when that anxiety does hit, it hits really hard for me. And that is a big reason of why prayer is so huge for me. Worship, Mm -hmm. prayer, reading my devotion. I've just recently started journaling again, which is so refreshing. I forgot how good it feels to just write down everything. It's almost like putting a prayer on paper. Mm -hmm. And it's fun to look back at later and just really be like, wow, I needed help with X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z. And I talked about this and I prayed about this and wrote it down. And here I am. It could be a day later. It could be two months later, half a year later, like whatever. And God was always faithful. So I think just looking back, I think a big thing I do for anxiety is one in the moment, pray. And then I also think long term, how is God going to use this later? Or how is this going to come into Mm -hmm. life later where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I prayed about this and here it is. And I've done that with the successful things in life where, oh, my gosh, like I've got a house in Nashville. Like I feel so incredibly blessed. I have the best friends and I have amazing family and so much support. And then I also have to think like, okay, in those really anxious times, Mm -hmm. I have to remember that. And I think just counting your blessings, being thankful. I know people do gratitude lists too. Those type of things really 
help because if not you're just going to be drowning in it you're going to be overwhelmed you're going to I mean I know because I've been there there's been days when I've laid in bed for two three days at a time just thinking to myself what is it that I'm doing to help others and it's always you know thank you for sharing this oh my gosh I need a link for that and dresses and this and that but then it comes down to it when I get those messages from girls saying I've not been to church in two years since going to college and seeing your stories about God and your tough times and your anxiety or just things you're going through Posting about God during that got me back to church or I've reconnected with the Lord out of college or, you know, whatever girls in their 30s even just saying, hey, I'm a mom now and I don't know who I am anymore. And, you know, I found my relationship with God again. And it just that makes it all so worth it. I could sell 15 million dollars worth of something, which I have, and that'd be very nice. (laughs) But but none of that would mean anything because what's the point of that whenever you're not helping anyone with what really matters? Right. If someone's growing their relationship in Christ, whether it's a song I post or my daily devotional or a Bible verse, whatever it might be, those are the things that make me snap out of that anxiety time Mm -hmm. and be like, I have to do it for those type of people too. So it's not just the everyday stuff. It is prayer. It is God. It is sharing with others because then seeing me encourage others encourages me. So it just is like a nice, nice cycle to get back into. It is. And I love, I love that. I think that that is, that is like some of the most practical advice you could give someone. And I think it's important too. I mean, that's one of the reasons I wanted you honest, because this is something that we, our generation we struggle with. It's Absolutely. right. It's that comparison game. It's and comparison is the thief of joy. You know, 100%. you've heard that quote. And what we can do is sit back and say, okay, God, what have you done for me? What is unique to me? What are my skill sets? And how can I serve other people with that? Yeah, right? absolutely. I and mean, like we wouldn't compare ourselves to the sun. I know Sadie Robertson even says you wouldn't compare yourself to a sunset or the ocean or an animal. It's all God's creation and right. we're all created differently. But he said it is good. Everything is Everything good. Everything is good. Yes. And, you know, it's funny. I listened to a sermon yesterday. It was Michael Todd. Love him at Transformation Church. And he kind of did this like game show thing where he was comparing different like, oh, this or that. Would you rather have this or that? And then he pulls up his three little girls on stage and he's like, okay, now who can help me pick which one Wow, is like the best? And you can't compare a life to a life because God made each one so powerful. It's so beautiful and so different and just, you know, wonderfully made by him. And so I, I really wanted, I'm glad that you touched on that because I really wanted other people to hear that you can have 500,000 followers and still struggle with comparison, with anxiety, with those moments of, am I even doing anything for the world? Yeah. And I've thought about that. I mean, even in the past like couple of weeks, my parents came to town and we hung out a little bit and I was just thinking, I talked to my mom and I said, there are some times still, and it's not in a sad way. It's not in a woe is me way. It's more of like, what is my purpose? Like, am I doing what God wants? And all I can do is pray like, okay, keep me on that path, lay that path before me. And I'm going to keep taking those steps. And, you know, each person you meet is a stepping stone. So even little things like you might not realize how much of an impact you're having on someone's life, Mm -hmm. but someone listening now could be like, why do I compare myself to a sunset? Why am I not thinking about how wonderfully made I am? Like it says in Psalms, you're not thinking about, I think, isn't it Psalms 119 or something that says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And that verse, I remember whenever I was, I think 18 or 19, I had a low, oh my gosh, I was so low. I'd, you know, had some struggles with the moving. It kind of had set in that I was alone in Nashville. Mm -hmm. I didn't have friends yet. I was still working. I was 
overwhelming myself. And this was before the website too, or my blog. And I remember that verse, I just grabbed my Bible, even in my lowest, grabbed the Bible and just open it up. And I remember it was in Psalms and I just started flipping and I had it highlighted from years, years ago. ago. I mean, years ago. And it was like, God was saying to me, you are wonderfully made do not worry about anything. Like I'm going to use your gifts that I've given you. I might not have known them at the time, what gifts they were going to be. Yes. And I'm still learning them. But even then, like fast forward almost six, seven years, and I'm still saying it to my mom, like, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What do I need to work on? What is my purpose? So I think we all still struggle with that no matter what age you're at. I know some people are going into college this next year. Like, mm-hmm. what is my major going to be? What am I going to do? What sorority? And those little things that we think are so important and all that kind of thing. And then really pray. I mean, for God to be there through everything as you're choosing your friend groups and then as you're choosing what you want to do with your life and then even enter into 20s, which I'm 25 now. And it's just like my life has changed so much. crazy to me because you are a baby and you are so successful and down to earth, which I think is just... You're making blush on you. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's just, it's the most beautiful example of the success that we can have when we are asking God for His will, for Him to meet that with the desires of our heart, right? That's a huge thing I tell people, too, is I don't remember what part of the Bible it's in, but it says God listens to the desires of our heart. That's right. And He knows what we want to do. And He's not, I mean, He's not going to say to me, okay, remember that path you said you're going to follow? You're now going to be an astronaut. Like, that's not going to happen. He knows what we love. He knows what we want to do and who we want to be. He's going to use those gifts and talents He's giving us. Even if we don't know it. Absolutely. Because I will say, too, when I when I moved here, like I couldn't have told you what the desire of my heart even was. And you probably didn't know either when no. you were 18 years old and you moved here and you just knew that like it was right because God said to move, but like what next? And even with the, me starting this podcast, that's very much like God has shown me one of the desires of my heart is to encourage women. And he answered that in in encouraging me to do this podcast. And literally, he gave me the name for the podcast. So I mean, I'm like, seriously, I remember us just talking about it. And you were like, I don't know about this. And that's something we both prayed over. Like I prayed for you during that time and everything of trying to figure out what you want to do with this. And I know you were trying to think about like the logistics of it all and the idea and like, do I want to and all that? And it wasn't really me. God was like, you do this. And I just said yes to it. And now my heart's desire is being met because I know like I get messages from women and, and they're like, Hey, like I didn't grow up in a home that knew God or like none of my friends know God and I'm a mom now and I like I want to know God and I want my baby to know yeah. God. And it's like for the one. I mean, I told I told Shay, I was like, I should just have a folder on my bad days where I'm like, why am I even doing this? Yeah. To just flip open that folder of messages that I have from all these ones, you know, that has oh, turned into that just these people that those are lives yeah and even if we never see that ripple effect like the children too you're helping and i know we talk about like how you said i'm so soft-spoken you're doing a podcast like look at you now you're doing so great and you're telling these stories in such a simple way that it makes it easy for that mom in the car to listen to but also the baby in the backseat to comprehend and that's so not everyone can do that anna that's such a gift and god is definitely shining light through you for that. Well, so I'm so who's doing this podcast right now. Well, I know I'm like trying to take over now. She's all about you. Oh, you are sweet. Gosh, I'm just so thankful that you have come on today. Is there oh anything gosh. else that you would like to share? A lot of that, the high points we have covered, I, I wanted to kind of put a spotlight on the fact that we all 
live with anxiety. We all struggle with comparison, especially I think the millennial demographic. I was just listening to some statistics on the millennial demographic. Oh gosh, like what? Oh, it was so good. I'll I'll like I'll link this later. (laughs) But our generation struggles. I think we have the highest suicide rate of any generation in history. And we struggle the most with and I say we, I mean this is just like an umbrella, but struggle the most with purpose and trying to find it and clinging on to anything that we think will give us that because so many in this age bracket have not had the foundations of a family that was like grounded in Christ. And I am fortunate enough to have had those foundations for me and Shay had those foundations for him and his family. And so another thing that I'm really convicted about is just if there's 20% of us in this entire generation that like had that foundation, then we need to go out and share with the other 80% who never heard about Jesus, who don't have that foundation in them and can give them hope because their life is for a purpose. Yeah, it's building that percentage up, build up the good statistics so we can hopefully lower those bad ones. It is just crazy to see because, I mean, even I have girls message me every single day that are like, I want to be a blogger. I want to do this. I want to grow on Instagram. And I'm like, you know, it's so much fun. They see, everyone says it's a highlight reel and it truly is. But that's where you kind of have to tie in the good balance of, yes, there's anxiety. Yes, there's this bad stuff in the world. But you also want to show a joyful side of life and the good side of it without showing like, oh, my life's perfect because no one's life is. No one's life is If you're scrolling through and comparing to so-and-so with the best hair and the whatever, I mean, all the nice stuff, it's not about all that and yes it might be fun to have those things and all that but there's also so much more behind the scenes I'm like are you ready to put in the work to grow are you ready for the backlash that comes whenever you mess up or if you don't mess up and you get confused with someone else like are you ready for all the other sides and it's so much of people this day and age I feel like people see Instagram and I know now TikTok I'm not very big on TikTok or anything but it makes me laugh my for you page is so funny it's a lot of dogs and funny stuff but I think people see all the successful side of things and they're like oh my gosh I want that that. they want the quick fame they want the nice trips they want all the other stuff that comes with it without really thinking what does it lead to what's the point you know where's the beauty and what happens whenever you get home and what have you learned it's stuff like that and I remember I made a promise to myself a long time ago whenever I started traveling a lot I was like I'm going to pray for new people that I meet on each trip every single time I travel so like I went to Greece last summer there was a woman we met and she just was like running this Airbnb and I just prayed over her and it was just so nice because you don't know what someone's going through. It could be a random waitress at a restaurant in whatever country might have been to or something or someone down the street, even a new new neighbor you might get. Just praying over people, not knowing how it might impact them, but it makes you feel like you are doing good as you do things. So with this, you know, all the trips I get to take, which I'm so thankful for and I love travel. So it was a huge blessing. I also have to make sure I'm praising the one that got me there because what's the point, you know, if I'm not helping anyone in the process, Yes, I get to travel, but for what, you know, it's just, I like to have it all tie back to what I'm thankful for. And that is God leading me here because I could be doing all these things on my own and it can all, this all could go away tomorrow. Every single thing. My followers could go down in zero. I could lose it all. What have I gained? You know, Mm got to keep that relationship with God definitely first and share it with others or else you've gained nothing. Yeah. 
And you lose yourself. Oh my, it is so sad to see nowadays, like people that I met years ago and I'm like, who are you now? Like you've lost who you were and it just breaks my heart. But all you can do is pray that they get that back and remember what Mm -hmm. everything is and what it's all about. That's right. It's crazy me. And all we can do, I mean, all not all, but a big part that we can play is planting those seeds. Absolutely. Even if we never see it, you know, grow up into the tree that it grows up into. It's just, it's a ripple effect. Maybe I'll end with this story. Our pastor came out a couple of weeks ago and told this beautiful story about this volunteer at church who wasn't even like on staff. He was a volunteer and sometimes taught a Bible study class. And this is like way back in the 1800s. And maybe it wasn't that far back. Maybe it was early. I don't know. It was a long time ago. He was there helping. Yeah, he was helping. He was he was talking to these young boys and he felt led to go see this young boy specifically for from his class at work one day because he just felt like I really need to pour into him. And so this little boy comes to know Christ and accepts him into his heart. And that little boy goes on to become a preacher who wow. leads so and so to Christ, who leads so and so and so and so until it's like Billy Graham got oh saved at one of these events. And then Billy Graham like evangelizes to millions of people. And it's like this man who was not even on staff at a church who planted a seed oh because he did what was right in front of him. He did the one thing that God asked him to do, and that was to minister to this boy who it's changed generations. So I just want to encourage anyone listening today, if you do struggle with comparison, if you do struggle with anxiety, there's a lot of things that you can do to cope you can take substances, you can drink drinks, you can be in relationships to escape. Oh my gosh, um, yes. I mean, we could just go That's down. That's a whole other podcast. It's a whole <laughs> other podcast. And maybe we will do another segment one time. Um, maybe I'll do a poll and see what you guys are interested in hearing because I feel like we have either talked about all of this on our own or know, experienced sheesh. it. And so... I just want to encourage you, if you have struggled with any or all of the above, there is an answer. There is hope. There is a solution. And that is that you will find that peace and you will find that freedom in a relationship with Christ, in an actual personal relationship and and asking to hear from him and to see him. And when you ask him, he he shows up. Like yeah, I absolutely. see it in little things every single day. And it's because I'm like, God, give me the eyes to see you. Give me the ears to hear you. Give me the heart to recognize this is you speaking to me. Absolutely. And that's a huge, I know we're finishing up, but that is one of the main questions I get when I share like, I know a couple of weeks ago, I took a couple of days off and I was like, I just need a lot of time in God. I need a lot of time in prayer. I needed to really, really wait to hear him. And I mean, my DMs flooded. How do you hear God? And to me, I'm like, what do you mean? You just like in my head, I was like, you just listen. And then I started thinking, I was like, to someone that doesn't know the Lord, it's so overwhelming to think God's going to talk to me. Like, what right. is he going to say? How am I going to hear it? I think to really learn how to differentiate between God and the world and signs and and everyone's like astrology this and this and that. Mm -hmm. And when it comes down to it, if you pray that prayer, like you just said, if you say that, God, I want to hear you. I want to see you talk to me. My heart is open. He might not be telling you what you want to hear. You got to be ready to hear whatever it might be. And And so that's typically it is like it's going to be that unexpected thing where he gives you a word or gives you a dream or all of a sudden you're driving and something pops up into your head and it's like, hey, you need to message so and so or you need to pray for so and so. Like that's kind of how it started for me. Yeah, that's us. That's our friendship all the time. I would just have random people God would put on my heart and be like, hey, you need to message them and tell them that you're praying X, Y, Z. And I'm like, that's 
a little bit crazy because <laughs> I don't know them personally. <laughs> but I would do it because that, and I, I, I tell people too, I think that's kind of how you know it's God, is if it's something that is a little out of your comfort zone, but you know that the devil's not going to be tech- asking you to go pray for somebody. Well, yeah. Like Shay told me that one time. He's like, well, baby, I don't think that the devil told you to do that. And mm-hmm. I was like, you're so right. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that is huge. I know that uh, I guess before you and I were really like as mm-hmm. close as we are now, you would text me randomly when it was like, hey, I'm praying for you. And I had just gone through a huge thing. Yeah, and this I had was a like dream three, about you. Yeah. And I woke up and I was like, I have to message her and tell her I am praying. Yeah, this was like, th- what, three years ago, yeah. I guess, two or three years ago. I mean, just crazy. And then I came over to your house and we've been friends ever since. Yeah. But just create, which sounds kind of creepy, I just came to your house. But <laughs> I just came over and we had that sleepover. And just ever since that, it's just been like a big thing. And I'll get urges to pray for you. And then same thing with like this, going through so much and life changes right now and all that. And then you just... Just bringing me yeah. on and on all and that. It, and it doesn't have to be anything major. I want to say that too, because it feels small. And again, it goes mm-hmm. back to that. Oh, is it making a difference? Does it even matter? But like, maybe it is. Maybe yeah. it real. Maybe you're the only person that reaches out to someone that God put on your heart. And you were the person that reminded them that they were loved. And that, yeah, that God is there for them and you are too. And that can be huge. I mean, for someone that's in that low depth of everything and just the overwhelming struggle of comparison, anxiety, purpose, and not knowing what's coming, that one little seed can plant a whole garden for someone and then they can go out and share as well. So that's just, I mean, it's huge. It just really develops. So be ready for the unexpected, I guess. Right. Well, I love you. I'm so glad that you came on. Absolutely. um, Thanks for for having me. Yes, of course. We'll have you back. I would love to have you any day. Maybe I'll do a QA and a and people can just send in their messages. But if you're listening today, I do want to encourage you. I want to remind you that you are loved. You are not alone. If you've struggled with any of these things, we have too. There is... I guarantee you not a single person or celebrity or influencer or personality who has not struggled with the things that you have struggled with. It may not be on their highlight reel, but it is real. And I wanted to kind of pull back the curtain on that today. And I just want to thank you, Shaylee, for sharing your heart and being vulnerable and also just using your platform and uh, being obedient where God calls you, when He calls you, and shining a lot for Him. Absolutely. You got me smiling so big now. All right. Well, guys, we love you, and I'm just so glad that you listened today. And Shaylee, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. I love you. Love you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share it with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark.